Hey everyone, welcome to The You. It's a newsletter and it's a podcast. I would call it half and half at this point. My name's Alex Sear and I'm happy that you're tagging along. I know it's been a pretty crazy week in the world of, or weeks I guess I should say, in the world of Canadian distance running, but in terms of U sports, the clock doesn't stop. This weekend is the conference championship across the AUS, the OUA, Canada West, and RSCQ. And today I have a guest on and we're going to talk about our predictions, our take on the season so far, and talk about our sleeper picks for each conference. I'm not going to mention who my guest is quite yet. You'll see that or you'll find that out pretty quickly. But I think we have some pretty good chemistry. Of course, I'll let you all be the judge of that. Otherwise, I hope you enjoy the show. And um, I really enjoyed the conversation, so I hope that shines through. And otherwise... If you're a competitor, best of luck this weekend. All right, here we are. It's uh, Wednesday. We're about three days away from the OUA, the AUS, the RSEQ, and the CanWest Championship. And I'm here with a guest. I'm going to introduce my guest. He was a Western Mustang um, a few years ago. Two, three years ago, I think. Three uh, years ago, yeah. Three years ago. Um, he was an author. That starts to narrow it down. He's a budding financial advisor from London, Ontario. Narrows it down a little bit more. Beer Mile World Champion. Okay, now we're pretty much narrowed down. And, okay, of course, more importantly, most importantly, he was on the Ellen DeGeneres Show. I'm here with Lewis Kent. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Alex. Thanks for asking. Glad to be here and excited to talk about some conference indoor track and field. Yeah, so we thought we'd warm ourselves up a little bit because we, um, Lewis and I, are doing uh, the announcing at the OUA Championship this weekend coming. Uh, we're also with Evan Ubeen, but uh, we thought we'd exclude Evan from this podcast because, well, he's a current McMaster Marauder, so that uh, smells like bias to me a little bit. We've already got the alma mater bias a little bit, but we tried to limit it. So sorry, Evan, not in on this one. Yeah, a current, uh, a current athlete, so we couldn't. Big shout out to Evan, by the way. Eight twenty four last weekend in Boston. I think that's a big PB for him. So uh, we don't have a, a fancy little uh, horn on this podcast like he has on his, but uh, we'll, we'll 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 let you imagine a horn. <laughs> so Lewis and I were kind of thinking about. Who the big stories are in these week in this weekend coming, and who the sleepers are. So I guess take this podcast uh, for uh, for what it is—a bit of entertainment and maybe a bit of insight uh, about what is to come. We kind of have a little bit of, of insight for each conference. Um, I think we're going to start with uh, what do we say we're starting with the RSEQ conference? I yeah. think. Yeah, I think we're going to start RSEQ. Right on. So um, we're each going to give. Uh, our story of the meet, the story that we think people should pay attention to and that is probably going to be front and center. We each have one per conference, and then we're going to go into our more sleeper picks. So that's maybe a story or an athlete that people don't really realize they're there or maybe uh, aren't ready to see them do very well or maybe just a fun anecdote. Uh, so we have one of each for each conference. So, Lewis, you ready to go? You got your notes? You got your uh, your people in front of you? I'm ready to rock. Yeah, very excited. All right. So RCQ. Um, I guess I'll go first. Who's my story? Mm, okay. I'm gonna break the ice with Jesse Lacourse. Lacourse literally translates to uh, 
the race, Jesse, the race, Jesse, Dacos, best name for a runner, <laughs> 3k, uh, 15. She last year was the 3000 meter champion for Université Laval. This year she ranks first in the RSCQ. And I think if I had to put money on someone, um, I think it would probably be her. Now she didn't quite have the race that we thought she would have in cross country. She was 20th overall. So, um, I'm guessing people may sleep on her, but right now she has a best uh, seasonal best time in the 3K of 9.17 and of 4.29 in the 3K and the 15. So distance events for women uh, in the RACQ championship, I would put my money on Jesse Lacos. That's my story. Lewis, who's your uh, who's your athlete to watch here? I mean, I don't think you got it right there. You can't go against someone whose name is the race. So, I mean, I think she's got a, she's got a good <laughs> chance there. Uh, my story from the RSEQ, a uh, bit of a friend of mine, I would like to say, is Sebastian Seville. I mean, started off his career at Guelph, was at Carleton for a number of years there, now finds himself at Laval. I think they say a third time's a charm, if I'm right. So oh my I think uh, Sebastian Seville, um, not ranked number one in the youth sports, but has the fastest time not converted for the 600, now 118.69. Um, so I think story of the weekend at RSEQ Sebastian Seville in the 600, the 1,000. Look out for him. I know two things about Sebastian Seville. He knows how to run a damn good 600 and 1,000, and a guy knows how to party. So I <laughs> think he's, uh, he's going to hold in that party for a couple more weeks, and maybe after having a great RSEQ and great youth sports, you'll uh, see him at that after party. For Université Laval, does Sebastian Seville speak French? It's a French name. Uh, that's a very good question. You know, Maybe you can hit us up after listening to this podcast and let us know. Um, I'm not too sure. Here's a cool thing about our podcast at the U is we use this uh, this website slash newsletter called Substack, and they just opened a comments section. So any time that we slip up, we don't have a fact checker here. So anytime we slip up, feel free, uh, leave a comment. We'll gladly read them over. So Sebastien, Sebastian, let us know. Do you speak <laughs> French? We don't know. Okay, cool. That's a, that's a good story. I remember hearing Sebastian Seville for his name for years. So uh, cool to see him still out there. Yep. My, my sleeper. And um, my sleeper, I think, is actually going to be a few people together. So the RSEQ 1000 meter ranking is polluted with Université de Montréal athletes. So one, three, and four. And that's uncommon. In the last few years, Laval has been dominant in all things distance in the RSEQ. So this is kind of cool. You have an... I'm going to butcher the last part of her name. Jade Bouchard-Nguyen from Montreal, 246-64 is her best this year. So uh, she's probably going to be far and away the winner. But uh, then you have Geneviève Paquin and uh, Lauriane Lepin, three and four. Lepin had a pretty good cross-country season. So the only athlete who's kind of breaking up that that huge pile up in the top is Emma Dagenet from Laval. Uh, but, you know, this could be, we could see some sort of crazy... Université de Montréal podium sweep in the women's 1K, and I think that would be likely unprecedented. So that's the story for, or that's the the sleeper for me. Something you got to watch out for. Yeah, and it's it's exciting to see U to M in the overall team rankings as well. I know the years while I was at Western, it wasn't very common to see them up there in the rankings. So mm. exciting, exciting for their program right now. Um, my sleeper for the RSEQ um, comes from the men's 1500, um, a name that's been around for a while and. Was surprised to see in the rankings here, but uh, 
Alex Boussiers. He's my sleeper for the men's 1500. Um, if you're looking at the start list, there's quite a big gap in terms of you have two of the best distance runners in the country, Kevin Robertson and J.S. Degagnier of Laval. Um, they're ranked very, I mean, Kevin Robertson at 341. That's incredible and leaps and bounds ahead of the rest of the field. But if you go down to that third slot, it's 355. Boussiers in at 358. I'm going to throw him in there in the sleeper for a medal in that men's 1500 RSEQ. Oh, my God. See, Alex Bussiel is a guy you know if you've been in the running scene for just any time between, like, 2008 and now. And I remember the first time I met the guy was 2011, and I was in Sudbury competing at the Francophone Games, the Canadian version, not not the world version. So it's a lot smaller, and it's for under people under 18. And I'm from PEI, Prince Edward Island. So... I rarely lost when I was growing up. My competitions were really, really <laughs> small. So I got there thinking, well, this is just a French part of Canada. I'm probably going to win. And I meet this guy at the track, and he's wearing big skater shoes and a long shirt that's like pretty much covering his knees, a huge hat, and he's seeing me doing strides because I'm racing the 15 the next day. And he's starting to ask me questions. And I'm thinking, who is this clown? Like, what does he want to know? He says, <laughs> he says oh, how are, your, how are your strides going? Oh, yeah, you're doing the 15. What are you trying to run? And I'm thinking what does this guy care? And he says, oh, I'm racing tomorrow too. And I'm thinking, whatever, man, I'll see you at the start line. And then the next day comes and I'm running about in the 420s at this point. I'm 16 and I think I'm hot shit. And, and I run a 423, sure enough, but this guy is at the start line and he absolutely destroys me. Turns out it was Boussiat. He runs a 357. The guy was 16 years old, he says. And if he sees me at the end of the line, he says, geez, Alex, you're not bad for a little guy from PI. I'm thinking, oh my God, how did this guy get so fast from one day to the next? But ever since then, I think we kept in touch. Um, and uh, oh my God, I want to see him do well. It's nice to see him still yeah. out there too. Oh, God. So good luck to Alex this weekend. <laughs> hoping for that uh, medal in that fifteen hundred. Well, that's our SEQ. What's next? What we, we got doing? Can West up next. Can West up next. Okay. Oh, all right. I got a story, and I actually mentioned this in a previous newsletter. So apologies for being redundant, but I do think it's a really cool story. Uh, Eric Lutz. Uh, oh, let me just check my notes here because I want to make sure I get this his year of eligibility right. I think Eric Lutz is a fourth-year athlete. Um, let me pull him up. But the thing with Eric is I remember CIS Cross Country 2018. I had a conversation with him. He had just finished eighth, and he was super motivated um, to run well in indoors. Next thing happens, I think he has an ATV accident, misses indoors, breaks his back, literally, and takes a few months off, comes back, and runs 345 that summer. And uh, so that's, by then, we're summer 2019. Had a healthy cross-country season, helped Calgary have a great season. And, okay, here I see that he's in third year of eligibility, born in 98. So he's turning 22 this year. And he's having a great year with the Dinos. Uh, first in the K right now in Can West, 224. First in the 1500, 346. Um, just great to see this guy killing it. So I think the story of the meet is going to be Lutz. He's got some great competition. Ranked second in the 15 is Ron McLean, which is awesome that we have a guy named Ron McLean running super well for Regina. Um, young guy, too, is a rookie. But uh, I think it's going to be the weekend of Eric Lutz. So wishing him luck. Look out for him. Awesome. And then uh, my story coming out of Can West on the women's side is going to be Courtney Huffsmith. Um, 
she of Saskatchewan. She's a seasoned veteran there. We've seen her perform quite well on the youth sports scene from last year as well. Um, so she's, you know, 600 up to 3K. She's in there ranked for the 6, 1K, and 15 right now. Previous years, we've seen her in the 3,000. You know, I think any race she decides to tackle this weekend at Can West, she's she's deadly. And who knows, maybe a little triple gold there, be a little bold at conference, but she's definitely capable of it. So she's my story. Um, be interesting because it doesn't look like she's run to 3,000 yet this year. So we'll see if she's maybe trying to tackle those shorter distances this year. But if she's on the start line, those other ladies better watch out. Yeah, I agree. And the th- right now, the 3K, the top seed, for Can West is uh, Kayla Nigam of Regina in 950-66. Um, so that's something that that I think Huffsmith could get uh, underneath pretty easily. So um, I do think if, if she ends up running the 3K, she'll do some damage. Um, my pick, my sleeper pick is uh, from UVic, Victoria, Brandon Vale. He's a 99 born. I think he's only in his second year of eligibility. No results from him last year but he had competed two years ago, so 2017, 2018. So that makes him a second year of eligibility. Relatively young guy. Uh, he's ranked third in a really strong 3K. I don't know if, I, if, if I'd if i bet on him for the win, but he's definitely in contention. And the only reason I perhaps wouldn't bet on him for the win is because he has Matt Travaglini to face, who has a whole lot of experience, runs for Calgary, wins alum, and also Nick Collin, who is from Trinity Western, has a lot of experience in the 3K. Oh, and not to mention Russell Pennock from Calgary as well, and Lutz. Um, yeah, by the way, I think the reason the 3K seems super strong in U sports, and I think something like 12 guys have standard, is because of Can West this year. The, the top six guys in Can West for the 3K are 8.15 or under. Four of those are Calgary men. So it's going to be a super strong race, and uh, a sleeper who could perhaps pull off a medal, Brandon Vale. Should mention, he went 8.09 this year, so... <laughs> It's, it's not a huge revelation if he does, but big improvement from him. So that's my sleeper pick. Yeah, that men's 3K at Can West is going to be a super exciting race. I mean, a name like Russell Pennock, been around for a couple of years, has mm. a couple of U Sports medals, and he's ranked fourth. So, I mean, that's going to make for a, for a hell of a race there. Mm-hmm. Um, sleeper on the women's side, um, I'm going to go with Olivia Cooper. She's a rookie out of Alberta, kind of a local athlete there. If someone's going to give Huffsmith a run for her money, I think it's going to be Olivia Cooper. Um, if we see Huffsmith maybe tackle three individual races, sure Cooper will be there if uh, Huffsmith's not on our top game. So let's uh, see how the rookie pans out. She's been having a great season so far, ranked first in the 600, second in the 1,000, um, and in great company there. So we'll see how it keeps going and if she can keep this great rookie season alive. Man, how is, what was your rookie season like? Because mine was atrocious. Like everything went yeah. wrong. I'm always boggled by the fact that if someone can, I mean, maybe it helps a bit if she's local, but so much changes in your life from, you know, a lot of the times in high school, I think, especially speaking with a bit of bias from distance runners, but like running is I'm sure sprinters and field events as well. But running is like your whole life. You know, you, you wake up, you eat, sleep, breathe, track. So I think when you get to university, you know, maybe your diet's changed, your sleep's changed. You've constantly got, you know, people throwing parties around you. <laughs> I find it incredible when uh, people have a great first year season. So to see a rookie ranked top in the can West there, that's uh, it's quite amazing. And definitely my first, I mean, none of my seasons were spectacular, but my first year, definitely not. So 
<laughs> oh yeah, I feel that her two fifty one the first year Alex here definitely had no two fifty one in his legs. So yeah, uh, prop props to Olivia, and she'll be on home turf too in Alberta at U Sports. So that's really cool. Yeah. All right, that's our Can West. Where are we going next? Across the pond. We're moving on across, to the across the AUS. Land. The AUS. Yeah. Ah. Across the land, back to the home home area of. Mr. Alex Sear. Uh, uh, the AUS. I, uh, the one thing that um, is cool that maybe some people haven't heard about the AUS this year is that, um, well, historically, uh, the AUS was in Moncton. The championship was in Moncton. And the track there is 167 meters, non-banked, uh, really tough on the calves. And this year, they uh, actually opened a new uh, facility in St. John. So Bill McMacken. Uh, who had a huge, uh, huge amount to do with that. Um, and apparently it's a really great facility. So uh, a lot of the AUS athletes have already run there and they're pretty pleased with it. So this is the first year the championship is there. So I think we're going to see some faster times. I remember years ago, people would complain that uh, someone from the AUS would, qu- the winner from the AUS would qualify automatically and they would complain because they would see the times and say, oh, my God, the times are so slow. But they were running on a really slow track. So I think this year that's going to be different. Um, so my story uh, for the AUS will be the battle of two uh, two men, Andrew Peverell and Hudson grimshaw Surrett. Both of them are from Nova Scotia. They were in the same year uh, going all through high school. So they've been rivals for a long time. Peverell kind of comes to the 1,000 meter and the 15 a bit more from the distance side of things. And Hudson, who's also a 600 meter runner, is uh, kind of more on the speed side. But right now, it seems like it's going to be a battle across the 1K and the 15 for them. I got word from Andrew that he's going to race the 4x4 and the 4x8 relay as well. Uh, I'm guessing Hudson's going to do something of the same. So it's going to be a really... Um, busy weekend for both of them but i think the best battle will be in the 1k so hudson has a time of 224.33 and andrew peverell has a time of 224.80 so i'm guessing this is going to be really good and then again in the 1500 peverell has a bit of an edge but uh, once again like last year that's going to be the battle so peverell is st mary's university grimshaw serata dalhousie guessing you'll see both of them at u sports and they're going to tear it up in st john Awesome. It'll be, uh, I always get excited. Just, you know, the preseason races are great. See where people's times are at, how people level up, but it really is the most exciting time of the year coming into championship season and great to see some rivalry rivalries there and then get to go to the big show a couple weeks later. And oh yeah. Duke it out with the biggest dogs in the country. Um, in terms of my story from the AUS, uh, Jane Herget of St. Effects, she very similar to Huffsmith. She's, uh, potential to run in four different disciplines from the 600 up to the 3k um i mean her range is incredible she's ranked first in the 600 with conversion to 132.7 so a second and a half ahead of second place who's her teammate Catherine kennedy um but all the way up to the 3k she's just over 10 minutes so to kind of have 132 speed and still be able to run just over 10 minutes it's uh, going to be exciting to see obviously people aren't superheroes and maybe won't contest all four events and conference weekend but i think whatever event she decides to toe the line in i mean in the women's thousand she's seated 11 seconds ahead of second place <laughs> also one of her teammates um and then once again in the 1500s she's 15 seconds ahead so it'll be interesting to see i think between huff smith and can west and then her in the us if it's very rare to see a triple 
gold medalists um, kind of brings me back to uh, the inspiration of Charles Philbert Thibodeau back in whatever year Windsor was hosting CIs that year, but he went was going to try to go for the triple gold at CIs, which I think any time in a conference weekend when you're trying to go for the triple gold, it's inspirational to even attempt. So it'll be interesting to see if Jane can pull it off this weekend if she's entered in three events. Yeah, Jane. And then, too, they're the relays, right? These athletes, use, it's so tough because when you're a good middle distance runner and you're kind of a 1K, 615, they're going to want you for the 4x8 and then maybe the 4x4, but at the same time, they don't want to tire you out for your own event. So it's really, um, it ends up being a really tough uh, juggling act for the coaches too. It's where it's basically where are my athletes going to be the most the most useful. And I remember that year yeah. with Chuck that was oh geez 2014, 20, 2015 maybe. But that's the year that he yeah. ended up getting sick by the end. Yeah, I think um, he. Uh, yeah, I think I don't can't exactly remember. Chuck has told me the story, but um, I, I think it may have even just been to physical exertion to be honest, because it was a bit of a bit of a tough ask with him when it was kind of the CPT versus Ross Proudfoot head to head that year. And, um, would have been great to see Ross attempt the triple as well to make it an evil play, even playing ground. Cause Chuck won the thousand the first day pretty handily kind of, but it was in the thousand. It's never easy to win, right? Like, you know, probably one in like a 225, 224, and then tries to come back an hour later. And fortunately Proudfoot at some of his Guelph, uh, teammates be able to take the pace out pretty hot. And, you know, it's hard to, I think Proudfoot ended up winning with a hundredth off of a CIS record. So like, you know, it's hard to win the thousand and then come back and win almost a record breaking three K. Um, and yeah, I think he couldn't total on the next day in the 1500 cause he actually ended up in hospital that night. Um, but it's great. You know what? I think championship racing, racing is exciting. As you said, mine uh, names that pop to my mind are Sasha Smart, Corey Belmore, Alex Allman, Trevon Moody. These guys would run the 600 heats and finals They'd run the thousand, the fifteen hundred, four by four, four by eight. They just, they, they coaches can't resist but ask so much of them, and it's uh, it's a bit of a grind, not just each race, but kind of making it through the entire weekend. And track and field's a team sport at the end of the day for a team title, and it is up to those coaches to make sure they use their athletes wisely. So, well, hopefully between Can West or AUS on the women's side, we see one of these girls pull off a triple individual gold. Oh my God, that'd be so impressive. Yeah, it is a different game when when you uh, when you're going for the team title and you put your athletes so many places. I remember racing against Nick McMacken from Windsor in 2017, Alberta. I was racing the 1500 and and kind of I I didn't really have a good race. Most people were ahead of me, and then I just kind of ran away from him and beat him at the end. And I remember looking back and just feeling bad for the poor guy because <laughs> that was my only race of the weekend. And McMacken <laughs> had been thrown to the 600 and the K and the four by eight, and then I think he, maybe the four by four. I think this was his fifth race. But anyway, so if he be, <laughs> if he beats me, uh, <laughs> that's, yeah. I have literally no excuse. But yeah, uh, yeah no, that's the way she goes. So that's the, oh, our sleepers for the AUS. Oh, we were talking about this one before. Um, UNB, the entire team is the sleeper because, and this is why, the AUS has a few meets, a few home meets, uh, even some meets in St. John, which is where UNB is, one of the campuses of UNB is located, it's divided between two campuses, Fredericton and, and St. John. Um, and... Oftentimes, they don't go to their own races. They've traveled to Boston a whole lot this year, um, at least twice, maybe more. Isaac Cull and Michael Colford and Hannah Cormier 
are kind of their three top runners. Hannah Cormier is the top seeded uh, 3,000 meter uh, runner on the women's side, and Cole I think is the second ranked 3,000 meter runner on the men's side. But we barely see them, and we're not really sure where Cormier stacks up against Herget, for example, in the 3K, if Herget ends up raising the 3K. And we don't know if Cull stands a chance against Andrew Peverell because they they rarely race against each other. So it's hard to stack them up against the rest of the teams because we don't really see them. And I'm not really sure why that is. Um, I remember having a discussion with with Angus uh, Rawlings, my former teammate at St. FX, and he had this year when he was quite stronger than the rest of the conference but i feel like when that's not the case when you have people in the conference that you can chase why why leave why leave the conference for so many meets i don't know yeah it'll be interesting you know if uh that boston track creates some magic for some people so they're going to be back on the maritime soil we'll see how that umb team performs yeah, yeah. all right what's fourth are we forgetting a conference I don't think so. I think that's pretty nope. much it. Can yeah. West, RSCQ. That's pretty much all the, AU, the AUS. AUS. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Well, Lewis has been great. Um, I guess uh, we'll... Uh, we don't have anything going on this weekend, right? We're just going to go for a beer. Yeah, you're coming. Why are you coming over again? I forget. Just to, just to that's visit? That's right. Oh, yeah. There is we got the a job. Ontario OUA championship as well. Oh, we won't man. leave you hanging without those this podcast so God, i guess like, i can I know start clive, here. clive morgan is clive morgan is watching right now he's saying guys guys you're forgetting the ouas what what the hell what's going on okay don't worry clive we're coming at you <laughs> lewis start us off. Didn't, mean, didn't mean to give everyone a heart attack there so <laughs> i'll start us off with a story um great one um an athlete that i had the pleasure of being on the team with for a few years out of western and uh, my story on the women's side is going to be kate current um she came into western her first year kind of a 400, 800 runner, kind of 800. Everyone has one of those in their training group where, you know, they think they're really stretching themselves by even running the 800. Um, slowly over the years, Coach Guy Schultz kind of challenged her to run, you know, maybe trout a 1,500. I believe it was two summers ago. She ran 1,500 meter night and said, that's my one and only 15 I'll ever run. You know, I just, it was on the training plan and we do it. Um, and here she finds herself in fourth year at Western, um, actually qualifying for the, national team for FISU cross country. I mean, she's been quite the standout this year. Um, really taking that speed from being an 800 runner, but really building in the strength, building up the proper mileage. Really big shout out to Coach Guy Schultz there just for building her into kind of this amazing, she's got that blend of speed, but also now the strength of the mileage. Um, and yeah, like coming in as an 800 runner and then this past weekend running a 15 second personal best in the 3000 to break the Western record. Um, if you told her that in her first year, I think she wouldn't quite believe you. So unfortunately we won't see her. I don't think at the U sports championship because she has the FISU cross country champs, but we should see her on the track this weekend at the OUA champs. Um, she's ranked number one in the women's 3000 and she should be duking it out there in the women's 1500 as well. Honorable mention on the women's side there too. Lucia Stafford recently with that Canadian record, U23 in the 1500. Um, as good as Kate Curran is, uh, Lucia Stafford ranked 13 seconds ahead of the field in the women's 1500. So wow. excited to see Kate and Lucia get out there and crush it this weekend. Oh yeah, that's going to be a good one. And Lucia, like, <laughs> I feel like we have to apologize to Lucia because we just 
take her incredible runs for granted. And I do anyway. It's, oh, well, yeah, it's just Lucia. Like, she just kills it in the front. Like, who's going to finish second? <laughs> but I guess that's just a testament to how long she's been good and, and, and how fast she really is. And as for Kate, I think there's nothing more unsettling for a distance runner to realize or for a middle distance runner, sorry, to realize that they're even better at distance. And now they have to start yeah. doing the long training. And they think, <laughs> oh, no. But sometimes you get the call, and Kate got the call. Yeah, for sure. And I think even incredible, I saw this stat on Instagram this past week. Can't remember who posted it. But, it, you know, in hockey, you hear about goal-scoring streaks or point streaks. And the stat was... This is a three-week streak for the Stafford sisters breaking Canadian records. Oh and I'm God. like, this this is outrageous. So I think it was Lucia, then Gabrielle, then Lucia again. But oh geez, she, wow. she really is, you know, kind of, as you said, kind of we take it for granted. But she really is on the same trajectory. And it'd be interesting to overlap Gabrielle at the same age and kind of her trajectory. But Lucia's kind of right on the same kind of path. So it'll be excited to see where she lands up and definitely uh power family in track and field these days yeah yeah geez well good for them it'll be fun to watch um my story is um we'll go with the we'll go with the men's side three thousand meters uh i'm i'm a huge sucker for the three thousand meter i know but <laughs> it's uh the mcmaster men i'm looking at the rankings right now top 12 oua men three thousand meter Six of them are from the McMaster Marauders. And, okay, let's go through them. So 12 and 11, Evan Eubin, our, co, our co-announcer. Sam <laughs> Nusselder, uh, you have Max Turek. So Max has been a stud on, on the cross-country course, um, now ranked eighth in the OUA in the 3K with an 8.16. Andrew Davies, who's really coming to his own this year, I think first-team All-Canadian cross-country, has an 8.13 in the 3K. Sergio Reyes Villanueva, Mr. 10 Rules, Love seeing him do well. Um, 8-13, once again, having, having a really good season. He's a stud. And then Alex Drover, who's really broken out. 8-08, ranked second behind just Mitchell DeLang of Queens. Um, and the cool thing about Drover is he's shown that he could win. Like he had the, I mean, he beat just a bunch of his buddies on the on the McMaster team down at EMU, but I think they finished one through six or seven in the state's meet. So, um if I had to put my money on one of them, it'd be Drover. But the, the real story is you have six men from the top 12 men from McMaster. So as you tip your hat to Guy, I tip my, my hat to Polish Nur and Pete Self. They've created some sort of distance running powerhouse out there. So uh, that'll be that'll be fun to see. And again, shout out to old Evan Eubin. I like to pride myself on uh, being the fastest 3,000-meter runner in our group of three announcers. And then uh, he just usurped me. With an 824, <laughs> so uh, I'll have to get that back from him. But, uh, yeah, expect the 3K to be very maroon this year. Yes, that McMaster team has just been so deep, and, and it hasn't just been the last year. It's been the last number of years, and unfortunately had a very long string of fourth-place finishes oh. at the U Sports Cross Country Championships, which they broke, and their team has really come to fruition. And as you said, the coaches there have done a great job with, you know, some of these guys really coming into stride kind of groom them from first year up in to their senior years and really coming in, into play. Mm-hmm. Um, so my final sleeper of the day for the OUA also comes in the men's 3K. Going to go with my boy Isaiah Freelink here at Western. Ooh. You know, he's been a bit of a hot topic over the years. It's definitely left his mark 
uh, with a few different uh, media headlines, to put it that way. Um, but he's currently ranked fifth. But the kick on this guy when he is in stride is incredible. Um, you know, he's really hungry for that auto qualify, I think. I mean, he's he's in there. Um, he's ranked 11th in the youth sports. But, he, uh, yeah, I think he's a guy you got to watch out for. I mean, there's kind of two pools of 3K runners. There's the guys who are maybe more 5K, 10K, cross-country, you know, want to grind out a hot pace from the start. And then you got guys who are more like Isaiah where, you know, they're wicked deadly those last couple laps. So if he's still in it with 400 to go, I think uh, don't sleep on Isaiah Freeling. Yeah. Oh, my God. Isaiah is such a – and I'll speak to that because I, I was perhaps the perpetrator writing one of those winners and losers article and put him in the loser section for I think it was – I think it was this year's cross country uh, meeting. It was, yeah. You gotta love the the winners and losers article because it gets some people all riled up. And the thing yeah. with Isaiah is, is I think anytime he doesn't, um, well, the, you know, this time, this time he really missed the mark. But when that happens, it's it's easy to put him in the loser category because we know just how talented he is and how much damage that guy can do when he actually when he when he hits the start and he, <laughs> he leaves at the same time as everyone else. And I remember racing him a few times this summer. He could not you know, had nothing against his kick. He's such a talented guy, and he's still quite a relatively young guy. So um, yeah, I wish him well. I really do wish him well, and always yeah, a, fun, nice. a fun guy to talk to at meets as well. For sure, and just a down-to-earth guy, really quality guy. I think this will hopefully start the mark of uh, Stretch. He's in his third year now, so kind of start, hopefully can get a medal this weekend and kind of keep that rolling for his last few years here at Western. Mm-hmm. He's got what what Jack Sheffer did at Western, the development he had. I think Isaiah has all the capabilities to, to do the same thing, and Jack dipped him under eight in his oof, his fourth year, his fifth year, his last yeah. year. And, uh, year, yeah. yeah, phenomenal runner as well. And so. even just to note there on that, like Isaiah's ran 8-12 this season and prior to the era of Jack Sheffer who changed the game at Western, but the record was actually just shy of 8-15. It was 8-14 something. So Isaiah is actually the second fastest Western runner been, of all time. Would that have been Guy Schultz? That, w- that was not Guy. So there was a lot of guys right around 8-14 to 8-16. I think Guy was 8-16. It was actually... Kyle, the real deal O'Neill, if you know who that is. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kyle O'Neill yeah. is kind of like a 20, he would have been rounding out his career around 2010. Um, he was 814, but there was like, you know, between 814 and 816, now there's five or six guys, and no one could really seem to crack that 814. Then Jack brought the record down 18 seconds down to wow. 756. Wow. So, Jeez. Well, that's yeah. good for him. On the topic of Western, I guess we got to give a little shout out to Marcel Shield, who has been having a really good year. I think he's run close to that. Uh, where is he? Eight oh eight twenty threes. Okay, not quite, not quite there in the eight fourteens, but it's fifteen hundred three fifty early on the season. Really impressive. On so. our yeah, on our track around the ice rink here, which is pretty impressive as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, guy to look out for. Right, right. All right, uh, if we move on from the Mustangs, uh, we've given them enough love. Let's go up to Laurier. My sleeper is Sydney Patterson. And I don't know I don't know if it's fair to call her a sleeper anymore, but I'm still calling her a sleeper because I think she can do some damage that she hasn't done quite yet. The thing with Sydney is you will have a tough time finding someone who's developed so well in their short career at university. And Sydney is kind of a product like Kate Current 
who started in the shorter mid distance. And then the more she tried the longer stuff, the more she realized, Oh, wow, this is really my thing. Um, a bit less focused on the cross country side of things. She really, she really, um, has her best races in the 1500. So she started off as around a three, three Oh five, one K runner in her first year. And by her third year, just had a massive jump, went down to 428 indoor. She's running around that again this year. And I know that, uh, last year she didn't quite have the U sports that she wanted, but with a year of experience, a good training partner in Lizzie Laurie, um, we could see we could see something good from from Sid Patterson, but again, like we said, I don't think we can see her climb on the top the top rank of the podium. I think that's Lucia's place, and I don't think Lucia can lose that in any way. But if it's a race for second that we're looking for, I, I think uh, I think Sid's a great candidate. So she's my sleeper. Hey. Look out for her in the fifteen and the one k. Awesome, and whenever I hear you know these great stories coming out of uh, you know Laurie or Waterloo. You know, I, I know we may not have a direct coaching relationship, but that Alex Allman magic coming into the KW area, we love to talk about it here. At oh, Dawn yeah. Wright, we always, at Dawn Wright here at Western, we always have Laurie and Waterloo come out. And ever since any other athletes have taken off, we just say, you know, his, the Allman magic's in the air. So hopefully, oh. uh, if, she, if she can, if she can channel her inner Allman this weekend, he was always a top performer. So we'll see how it goes. Oh yeah. The Allman magic is more alive than ever in Waterloo. If you go check it out, I was in Waterloo a couple of weeks ago with my friend, Andrew Nebel, and we visited Allman and uh, his, his coworker and uh, our good buddy, Andrew Aguano. I say yeah. coworker. They own uh, the running shop over there now. Um, runner's choice. Runner's choice. Yeah. Together. So uh, yeah, great to see him doing well. The, the magic. The magic is very well alive. I saw Nathan Flatch the other day. Uh, one of Ullman's old athletes. He looked running pretty well at the Hal Brown Classic. So oh yeah. Yeah. The Ullman. Awesome. The Ullman magic is 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 working and is peaking right on time. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think those are all the conferences. Right? I think we got them all now. Yeah, I now think we, we all. Now we do. Okay. Um, before we end, do we want to send a shout out? Do you want to send a shout out to someone? We're on the air. May as well take advantage of it. Um, you know what? I'll uh, maybe I'll give a shout out. I'm trying to think to my first. You know, I'm gonna shout out to my first ever track coach. His name's Ted, and he's actually a starter most of the years at the OUA championships. Um, kind of an older, shorter guy, always with yellow earmuffs on. Just going to give a shout out to him for introducing me to this wonderful sport that I'm still glad to be involved with. Nice. Nice. That's a good one. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Luke Gallant, who's uh, in second year at St. FX right now. I think he's going to race uh, his first AUS championship this weekend. Uh, broke nine for the first time. That's a pretty mythical mark for us PEI men. Uh, not many, not many yeah. of us have done it. So it was a big deal when he ran under nine. Uh, so sending him a shout out for that and uh, just a general shout out to athletes running in their conference championship this uh, weekend. Hopefully it goes well and uh, hopefully you get what you want out of it. Whether you're, yeah, you know, I only ever t had the joy of taking part in one OUA, two, one OUA championship over my years. But, you know, whether you're, you don't have to be the one out there racing for a medal to have a great time. So get out there. There's still some PBs to chase after and this is the end of your season. Give her all you got. Give her all you got. And on that note, we'll let you go. Lewis, as always, been a pleasure. And uh, looking forward to see uh, seeing you tomorrow. Yeah, see you in about 24 hours. Appreciate it. Thanks, Alex, for having me. 
all right, this guy's crashing on my couch. I better get the room ready. <laughs> See y'all later. <laughs> Thanks a lot for listening. If you enjoyed our conversation, feel free to subscribe to this newsletter, The You, to get this content shoved right into your inbox. Sometimes it'll be a podcast and sometimes a newsletter. As well, if you're interested in our commentary about running outside of U Sports, so running in Canada, in the States and beyond, um, you can also subscribe to our parent publication, The XC. So that's thexc.substack.com or follow us on social media at thexcorg. Of course, that's myself, Michael Doyle, and Andrew Cruikshank. Other than that, we hope to see you this weekend, perhaps at the track. And until next time.